Hello, and welcome to Star Wars Sleepover, a laid-back exploration of the captivating and sometimes ridiculous galaxy far, far away. I'm Europa Tokani, and I am here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Moya Rowan, and this is our first show. I was honestly pretty nervous about this, so much so that I had to give myself a Wookiee pep talk before we got started. Basically went like, we're a strong, fearless Wookiee. You can do this. Anyways, it seemed to work. So today we'll be telling you a little bit about ourselves, our history with Star Wars, and what it means to us. Let's do this. Okay, so it is time for our first segment, which we are calling Cantina Corner. I just want to start off by mentioning that Loya and I are both adult women or adult Twi'leks and Wookiees, as the case may be. And we are of legal drinking age in our local system. So that being said, we enjoy relaxing with a nice cocktail at our sleepovers. And each week, we're going to share the Star Wars-inspired drink that we each made in honor of that episode. So my first pick for our first episode is the Dagobah Slug Slinger. This is a drink that is featured in the Galaxy's Edge official cookbook, which Loya actually bought for me for my birthday this year. So I was really happy to receive that and get to try out all the recipes. I have been to Galaxy's Edge. Unfortunately, Loya has not yet, but we are actively planning a trip to go together. So can't wait for that to happen. I have been to Oga's Cantina and I have sampled a few of the cocktails, but I did not order the Dagobah Slug Slinger while I was there. So I don't know how what I made matches up to that, but I did follow the quote-unquote official recipe which is basically tequila blue curacao some lime juice and then the cookbook tells you how to make a ginger rosemary syrup that goes into the drink and I was kind of proud of myself for being able to use my own rosemary that I am growing on my patio. I'm making an attempt to grow things <laughs> this year for <laughs> pretty much the first time. And it's very exciting that things are actually not dying. So I felt like I had to pat myself on the back a little bit for being able to use that ingredient in the drink. And for making the syrup. Wow. Well, I mean... To be honest, making syrups is not that difficult. You just need the ingredients. It's usually one part water and one part sugar. And then this was just slices of ginger and a rosemary sprig. But again, I was excited that it was my own rosemary. (laughs) So I chose this drink both because I just like being able to choose things from that cookbook and try them out. And also because Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie of them all. I don't think that's a controversial opinion at all. I think lots of people agree with me. So I'm not unique in that respect. But it is my favorite, and it just celebrated its 40th anniversary of release a couple of weeks ago. So I thought it was a good cocktail to start off with. And I have not tried it at all yet. 
So <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Yeah. And I will report on how it turned out. So it has a rosemary sprig in it as well. And as I'm taking a sip, I can smell the rosemary pretty strongly, hey. which is not unpleasant. I like rosemary. And I would say the drink itself is a little bit less herby than I thought it would be. I think it was described in the cookbook as being very earthy and herby, which makes sense because it's supposed to be made with the slime created by the swamp slugs on Dagobah. And it's actually described as a medicinal drink in Wikipedia, huh. which I'm looking at the entry for the Dagobah slug slinger right now. It tastes good. I would say it pretty much tastes like a margarita, to be honest, which I won't complain about because I love margaritas, but it's a little bit less unique than I expected it to be. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. But I mean, the rosemary is cool and it looks pretty. Yeah, I should mention I showed Loya the drink. I also will post a picture on our Instagram. It's a really cool color. So I think the mix of the blue curacao and the orange juice make it kind of like a almost like a pearlescent seafoam green type color. So it does definitely look very Star Wars, I would say. That's important. Yeah. So Leia, what are you drinking today for our first episode? All right. So I picked Valley of the Dark Lords, which is a recipe po- uh, written by Sol Trace, um, posted on liquor. Com. We'll have links on our website. And basically, I picked it because I really like mezcal and I like spicy drinks. And this one includes mezcal, uh, chili liqueur, cherry liqueur, uh, orange juice, turmeric powder, and chia seeds. And Sol describes the drink as we wanted a cocktail that if you were looking through a telescope from another planet, you would see sand and living creatures. However, <laughs> I didn't have chili liqueur. Actually, as I was telling Europa, I had none of these ingredients, except for the turmeric. I had the dad. Um, so I went out and bought what I could, and chili liqueur was not a possibility. So this actually just has spicy tequila in it, uh, in lieu of the mezcal, and <laughs> the chili liqueur. So I'm not adhering to the recipe very, very much. But let's see. And also mine turned out, like, in the picture on the website, it's this beautiful, almost like golden color with deep like orange tones underneath and mine just looks red also the pictures I posted are kind of a lie because as I mentioned I'm pretty nervous so I transferred it into a glass and not a martini glass I was like I am gonna spill this all right so let me take a sip yeah that's good um I feel like I could probably use a little bit more tequila yeah to be honest I I put more tequila in mine, too, than the recipe called for. It was just basically a shot of tequila, and I put probably, like, a shot and a half in there. In part because I'm nervous, too, and also just because yeah. I like drinks to be strong. Exactly. I feel like this needs... Also, I've never actually had chia seeds, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, you've um, never had chia seeds? No. No. I've never never posted on Instagram, never had chia seeds. It's a day of first. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so chia seeds are definitely interesting when you try them for the first time. Okay. I have made like chia pudding before, 
and they kind of like expand in the liquid when you do that so I don't know if that is happening in your drink but they can be like a really weird texture interesting they look to be maintaining their form pretty well yeah definitely could use maybe it's a good thing there's not a whole lot of liquor in this maybe there is and I can't tell I don't know (laughs) question everything um yeah it's tasty (laughs) well I am glad that we both made tasty drinks and I am looking forward to finding lots of other Star Wars inspired drinks to try agreed and cheers to our very first episode virtually yeah I thought we would start off just by talking a little bit about how we met and what our history is oh man (laughs) so we bonded talking about Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean that was not the first time we met but it was no but right away that just demonstrates that we are definitely completely normal people for sure Mm-hmm. The other, I think the actual way that we met before we bonded over Barbosa oh, right. and our <laughs> intense interest in Pirates of the Caribbean, which <laughs> unique, um, was that we both were in the fencing club in college, which again is another totally normal activity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always wanted to fence. I thought, what the heck? I'll try it. Freshman year in college, you try random things. But thankfully, I was able to meet Europa. And <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been a good long while, us being friends. Yeah, it has been 14 years. Going on 14 years. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Whoa, that is insane. But also cool. Another virtual clinking of glasses to that yeah yeah so I mean I guess we can say that we met through another fandom which again was Pirates of the Caribbean for some reason and we were very into it It, I mean these are watched the movies together many times they are the first one the The first first one one is the best the second one I just rewatched very recently and just like was kind of just disappointed in it and I feel like the reason that I was is because Barbosa is not in it to be honest yeah. yep he it's his absence is definitely felt that being said you get Bill Nye very which, true uh and Stellan Skarsgård yeah who apparently is going to be in some upcoming Star Wars projects so we will Woo-hoo. definitely be excited about seeing him in those yes it's amazing. Big fan. So, needless to say, we are not like Pirates of the Caribbean super fans <laughs> anymore at this point. The last few movies were pretty disappointing, although that one was what, hilarious. He, although, like, it was <laughs> a great experience because Loya and I do not live close to one another. Sadly. She, as will be mentioned on the website, you know, has spent some of her life in the Midwest of the United States and I live in New England. So we typically try to see each other in person once a year, although we talk 
all the time. And a few years ago, we met up in Chicago because I was there for another reason. And we spent the day together and went to see the most recent Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely a great time, although that movie itself was not great. Oh, man, I rewatched that. I still think it's amazing. I don't know. It's it's got Barbosa in a very uh yeah. He's just amazing to me. I liked it better this past one much more than the one before that. The Yeah. Passion it was an name. improvement over yeah, I don't even I can't even tell you the titles of the movies, but yeah, the one prior yeah. to that with Melope Cruz was <sighs> definitely a step down in comparison to the most recent one. Yeah. Yes. But I think this also, I mean, granted, we were both into Pirates of the Caribbean separately and then realized that each other was. And like, literally, that was the reason that we started hanging out. (laughs) But I I wanted to be able to imitate Bill Nye. I still can't. (laughs) But I think there have been a lot of instances where like one of us has gotten really into something and then the other person will just be so excited about it and just talk to the other person about it all the time. And then like we get dragged into (laughs) each other's interests, which is pretty much what's happening here. (laughs) And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but (laughs) (laughs) it's something that has happened several times (laughs) over the course of our friendship. Now that we've gone over our history, I definitely want to hear about how you first started watching Star Wars, because I remember, I think I actually remember the first time we talked about it, I had said something like, oh, I like Star Wars. And then you started talking and it was like, no, my, (laughs) I was, I was like here and you were here. And it's just been so interesting to learn everything that you know and I mean, obviously, I don't know it all. So you should talk about that. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this, I realized that I don't think I remember exactly how you found out that I was a big Star Wars fan. And we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. But, But that's interesting to hear that you do remember a specific moment. So I am totally interested to hear that. But yeah, I am pretty much a lifelong Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I don't remember specifically the first time that I saw Star Wars, but I know I was probably around eight or nine. And I think I just saw it on TV. Like there was a period of time where I think it was on USA or like one of those mm-hmm. other basic cable networks all the time. And I just happened to watch it. And I think it was by yourself or yeah, I I think I just came across it on TV and decided to watch it. Like, it's not like my parents sat me down and were like, Oh, let's watch star Wars. Like I want to introduce you to it. No one did that. And actually my mom absolutely hates star Wars. Like once I got really into it and wanted to watch it all the time, she was just so annoyed. (laughs) Wow. I had no idea. And your dad. (laughs) 
my dad has not ever seen Star Wars, which like should blow your mind and like blow everyone's mind, but he literally has not ever seen Star Wars. Oh my to god. To this day. Wow. And I think actually he has seen The Phantom Menace, at least, now that I think about it, because I did go to see that with my parents, mm. but I think that's the only Star Wars movie he's seen, and he's just said, like, he doesn't really have an interest in seeing them. But, like, they're such a huge part of culture, even if you are not really interested in it, that it's just, like, incredible to me that my dad has gone until 2020 not watching Star Wars and like he obviously has some contextual understanding of it and like who the characters are and whatever Mm. but yeah so like it didn't come from my family (laughs) wow I had made that assumption because you know as I'll talk about that was my situation but that is crazy like yeah the fact you just start watching it by yourself is Wow, that's so cool. It is your own fandom. Like, you Uh, created it. And it made total sense that I would see it and, like, immediately become obsessed because at the time, my two subjects that I was really into were space and, Mm. like, mythology. Because, like, like, we've established we're very normal people. So (laughs) as a child, I was spending all my free time reading about Greek and Roman mythology and about space. And then I watched this movie that was people in space doing cool things, having adventures, and then that had, like, this mythological underpinning to it that was just fascinating to me. So I hadn't thought about it that way, but since I've been an adult, like reflecting on my fandom and my interest in star Wars, like Mm -hmm. makes total sense. Wow. That's really cool. And then, yeah, I quickly became obsessed. I watched the movies all the time. It was probably about a year or so before they released the special editions which I know are controversial, but like, so like when I saw the movies mm. for the first time, I must have seen the non-special edition versions, but that was probably the only time. And then they were all re-released in theaters and I went to see them when they were re-released. And then shortly after that was when they started releasing the prequels. Mm-hmm. So obviously I was like super hyped because I loved Star Wars. We we're getting new Star Wars movies as a kid, even, I was not <laughs> super thrilled with Phantom Menace. Like, I went to see it with my parents. It just wasn't what I was interested in mm-hmm. as far as Star Wars goes. And, I mean, I saw all of the prequels in the theater. I had to convince people to go see them with me. And I think I dragged yeah. myself to see Attack of the Clones with me, which she had absolutely no interest in. But, like, I just wasn't as invested in those movies. And I have to say, more recently, when I've rewatched them, I've softened a little bit on the prequels. Like, I'm definitely not just a total prequel hater. I think there were some things about them that were great and... They had a lot of interesting concepts that I think in some cases just were not executed as well as they could have been. So I'm looking forward to delving back into the prequels, but 
they just didn't capture my attention in the way that the original trilogy did. And I always was primarily an original trilogy fan. And then I never really engaged with the fandom per se until I was an adult. So, I mean, I was on the internet and stuff like that when the prequels were coming out, but Mm -hmm. again, I wasn't like super, super interested in them. And I think by the time I would have been on the internet really getting into it, like they were over and Mm -hmm. supposedly that was the last star Wars we were ever getting. (laughs) So there was really no reason to be deeply invested in it. And like, I never got into the old expanded universe. I was not an EU person. So although I continue to love star Wars, it was kind of dormant for a little while. And then obviously Disney purchased Lucasfilm and announced that they were making more movies. And that was super exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think also just being an adult, like I have disposable income. (laughs) So I can purchase things related to star Wars. And like, I went to Disney world for the first time as an adult and got to go to one of the last star Wars weekends. So it was just exciting to be an adult and be able to participate in those things in a way that I hadn't before. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool like way of putting it. And yeah, I should say like, I do love the sequel trilogy. I am happy to have been able to participate in that. And I'm glad we have them for sure. So what about you? I'm like super interested now to know what your story is because we've never actually discussed this. Right? Yeah. I totally just took my own experience to kind of like set that up in my head without realizing it as your backstory. So mine was through my dad. We had, my dad is very into Star Wars, Star Trek, Doctor Who, The Muppets, and we had the old VHSs. Those are like the outliers. <laughs> right. I had to mention them because, like, I was just thinking of things my dad has told me about, like, canceling his plans in college and when he was working and, like, rushing home to watch Doctor Who and the Muppets. And it's still astonishing to me that he actually sacrificed social plans to watch the Muppets, but he did. So, uh, first of all, I love the Muppets. And actually, as I I've do. gotten older, I've loved the Muppets more. But also, like, we spent a lot of our Friday and Saturday nights <laughs> watching movies. So, I I can't really disparage your dad. Yeah. And when I think about it, when I think, like, would I, if I had a choice between hanging out with my friends and, well, okay, let me rephrase this. Because were they really friends? Maybe we don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Our me, college friends? Well, because a lot of it, so my dad worked through college and he was old, quite a bit older. Like it took him six years, seven years. He was, he was, had to take courses part time. So it wasn't the usual four year session. So he didn't make a whole ton of friends in college. He made them like through his work or like they were friends from his hometown that he like continued to have relationships with and like they were roommates. And so these were the people that he was hanging out with more so than, you know, in our situation. Um, Although that being said, we did live on the same floor our senior year and like we were in the same clubs, but um, I digress. So 
Yeah. I guess I shouldn't judge my dad so harshly. But he was going by himself. Like, we watched movies together. Yeah. Like, that was our bond. I mean, you can say that we were lame, but, like, honestly, we were not lame. that was, like, that was the best. And that was how I am glad that I spent my time. Yes. Hands down. Like, they were, we, we wandered the halls carrying pizza, looking for places to watch movies. That is so cool. Um, also, I should stop using cool so frequently. Anyways. Okay. Wait, I digress. Okay, so it was through my dad. Uh, he had the VHS tapes. And I know I saw them probably around the same age as you. They did not make as much of an impression on me. I remember as a child getting confused between the Ewoks and the Wookiees. I just couldn't reconcile those two. They, they seemed the same. They names. Right? And they kind of, I've never thought about furry. that. In my head, sometimes I still confuse them, which is crazy. <laughs> but once, as I mean, I can go on about the way my mind works and how Timbaland will always be associated with Justin Timberlake for me. <laughs> and Jimi Hendrix and Jimmy Buffett are intrinsically linked. Um, and Taika Waititi is and Jemaine yeah. Clement. <laughs> Possibly may or may not be the same person. Um, so... I remember specifically at my grandma's house watching, it must have been um, The Empire Strikes Back. Honestly, no, when I rewatched the movies coming like as an adult, I realized as a child, I don't know what I was doing. I was not paying attention. I retained not very much. So that was kind of like the amorphous background. And then things like, I just have these little vignettes going forward after that so I remember specifically like standing in a Taco Bell and it was when Phantom Menace came out and we were ordering meals and they had pogs I specifically remember the pogs I looked them up they're seven dollars and fifty cents on eBay wow I didn't I don't remember see like I know I had Star Wars toys from like I want to <laughs> say Happy Meals or something but I do not remember the pogs and yeah I guess I shouldn't be surprised since Pogs were, like, such a huge thing. And they were definitely, for whatever reason, memorable. And we were in this Taco Bell, and somehow, I don't even know, like, I don't know what my dad was thinking. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think he, I, because this is what my dad does, he complains about things in advance, like, oh, that looks like, and he t- was talking about the backlash against Jar Jar Binks' accent in the Taco Bell, and for whatever reason, as a as a kid, that stuck with me, even though I pretty much had no nuanced relationship. And getting back into it now, it's complicated. But that stuck with me. And then I babysat um, a 10-year-old. My, it would have been like after my freshman or sophomore year in high school. And he loved Star Wars. And he especially loved the prequels. And I think Attack of the Clones must have come out fair like right around that time and I remember trying to watch it with him (laughs) I did watch it once well twice now all the way through um oh god it's so bad I am I probably probably would be a prequel hater I I remember enjoying Phantom Menace when it came out as a child and playing pod racing games in addition to you know that very specific moment in the Taco Bell um hated Attack of the Clones and then Wow, I should have a cheat sheet for movie titles. I'm totally getting nervous and blanking. Um, Revenge of the Sith? 
Yes, Revenge of the Sith. I remember seeing that when I was studying abroad and I bought the wrong, I went by myself. I bought the wrong ticket initially. I'm like walked in on um, Palpatine, <laughs> Palpatine <laughs> talking, talking to Anakin and it was in Polish <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. So I walked out and went and bought another ticket. Movie tickets were super cheap. Um, and then I guess, it, it, so it was all kind of, part part of my life but not a very strong thread of it until essentially the sequels came out and you and I started like really engaging with each other and talking about these new films and what they mean and in particular Raylo but also just oh I forgot to mention playing KOTOR uh so Knights of the Old Republic I've played one and two and that was also something that kind of like reintroduced me to um the Star Wars universe Although that being said, I did try buying the pod racing game that I remember playing as a child. It's terrible. It does not translate well. Yeah, I have never played that game. I'm positive that I would be horrible at it because I'm so bad at Mario Kart and anything like that. My husband like remembers the pod racing game and liked yes. it. And I told him that it was coming out, the re-release or whatever, but he didn't seem like he was that interested in it. So I can't get it to work. Like I bought it on Steam and it pretty much is not functional. Um, which maybe I could tweak it. I don't know. I should retry that because I remember loving it. It was very stressful. Oh God. Yeah. I'm getting stressed just thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so I think it's going to be really great being in conversation with one another because I am like, beyond a star wars super fan it Mm -hmm. is probably literally one of the most i don't want to say like the most important things in my life but it's definitely been something that's been a constant for me for a very long time and i just love delving into that universe and like it honestly does mean a lot to me and Mm -hmm. i really appreciate being able to have conversations with you where you are kind of just starting to delve into it more and like you said have been engaging with it a lot more since the sequels and I think you have a different perspective than I do and I'm just excited to be able to approach topics from those two different perspectives. I completely agree like it is I love hearing you talk about Star Wars um it's it's fantastic (laughs) I love your wealth of knowledge is there's so much that you know that I'm just either unaware like we had a conversation that probably won't get included in the actual tape about the time system and how it changed and I can safely say it's not something I've ever considered but now I feel more informed okay so we wanted to talk a little bit about how we started really engaging with Star Wars together because Although, as Loya mentioned, she knew that I was a big Star Wars fan. She was not necessarily engaging with it like I was. And I think it was just kind of uh, knowledge on her part that I was into it. But we weren't really having substantive discussions about Star Wars for most of our friendship. Although, I am interested now to know what the moment is that you were referencing where you realize that I was <laughs> like scarily into Star Wars. I have no idea. So it was definitely freshman year in college. I want to say it was pretty early on. 
And we must have been talking about something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I guess most likely it was probably one of those getting to know you conversations. I mean, we did kind of jump into it in a weird place, but there was a lot like, even though we were on the fencing team for what? It was like a few months. It was more than a few months because we started in September and we be like our first conversation with Barbosa was the first week in or first or second week in December. Right. Because it was in line for the Vespers concert yeah. that our college did, <laughs> which I yeah. do distinctly remember that conversation. Yeah. We talked about Phantom of the Opera as well. Uh-huh. Um, mm, that one, that one, I, I can't be as enthusiastic about my fandom there. But oh, I'm still enthusiastic about it. I feel well, I guess it, when I think about my fandom, it's very much specific to the movie, and that has an age as well as I remember it. As a 16 as year old, you're, I mean, as a 16 year old, I was all over Gerard Butler. Um, yeah, I mean, it is true with, with the wisdom of age. Like, you watch that and you're just like, what's wrong with Raul? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? What is wrong with him? Um, and also, having seen it, you and I saw that together, right? In yes, New York. we saw yeah. it in New York. And seeing that made it such a... <laughs> the stage <laughs> production was so much better than the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm sure well, I saw soft spots because... I, I, I won't go off on a tangent, but I, I recently right. saw a stage production, which was, like, awful and was mm. not better than the Gerard Butler movie, but that, again, is it, a significant tangent. So let's go back to talking yeah. about Star so, Wars. So what we were talking about was the fact that, like, we had a conversation. It took us a while to become friends. And then I want to say, like, maybe over J-Term seems like a likely timeline where we were, like, getting into movies together and talking about what we liked and what we didn't like. And I want to say, I mean, it was pretty early on that I realized that your love of Star Wars far eclipsed, like, literally all of my knowledge of it. Um, which, re-watching the movies, so I started rewatching the films in anticipation of Rise of Skywalker coming out. Watching the original trilogy, I realized, what did I retain? It was brand new information. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, it's been eye-opening to know how much I don't know. <laughs> So I have like two things that I remember about our time in college that <laughs> one of them I don't I'm not even totally sure about. But one thing I do remember for sure is when we traveled to Rome together, mm. when we were both studying abroad, there was a hostel that we stayed in that had TIE fighters and Star Destroyers stenciled on the wall and there are pictures of me in front of the wall that you took. So you must have known at that yeah. point that I was a Star Wars fan. Because we were like, oh my god, we're in this room that's Star Wars themed. Yeah. And then there's the infamous night, <laughs> also when we were studying abroad, <laughs> where we decided to drink absinthe. Yes. We were playing a Lego game. Was it Lego Star Wars? What? We were playing a game when we drank absinthe? Yes, we were playing a Lego game. Why, I have absolutely no idea, but I remember we were playing some kind of Lego game on your computer. Wow. 
No, because, I mean, yes, my, my I know memory... we talk a lot about the let me prepare it. Yes, <laughs> and, like, and it was occurring while we were playing a computer game. <laughs> I mean, now that you mentioned both those things, I can picture that picture, like the photo, and I remember doing something on my computer. But why would I have Lego Star Wars? Okay, so we're gonna have to determine amongst ourselves if we think we played Lego Star Wars. I have that memory for some reason. But I was also drinking absinthe, although... It did not have wormwood in it. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> you can't I feel like I thought I felt differently, but I probably wasn't imagining it, so we'll just disregard that. But basically, other than that, <laughs> we had not even watched a Star Wars movie together until really recently. And... yeah. I think, again, our really substantive discussion about Star Wars didn't really start until after The Last Jedi came out. Yep. Yep. Oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, like, <laughs> I obviously was super excited about The Force Awakens, and I am positive that I watched the trailer and then immediately sent it to you, Loya, because you're just the person that... I yes. contact when I'm super excited about things. So I feel like I'm I remember sh- that. Yeah. So I'm sure I did that, but I don't think we really had much conversation about the force awakens. And then Finn, we talked about Finn a little. Yeah. Cause you, you really like Finn. So yeah. I think we did talk about him a little bit, but I, then I think we both saw the last Jedi and we were just like blown away by it. Yep. And I remember you sending me trailers about that, too, um, in anticipation of that coming out. And I, you saw it first, for sure. I think you had tickets to opening night, right? Yes. I had tickets, if not to opening night, at least to, like, the first few days of the movie being released for the sequel trilogy movies. Yep. Because I didn't see it until um, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it was quite a few weeks later. And then, oh, (laughs) um, sorry, that was not a great theater going experience. Um, And then we, I want to say we talked about it like fairly soon after that. Yeah, so I saw it pretty soon after it came out in IMAX with my husband and my sister and her fiance, who was also a huge Star Wars fan. So we saw it. Each of the sequel trilogy movies with them. And I just like went on a journey watching that movie. I wasn't sure what to make of it at first, but after I absorbed it and kind of thought about it for a while, like I guess we'll just stay up front. We are (laughs) big Last Jedi fans. We are big Ryan Johnson fans. That is up there in my top three of Star Wars movies. And it just really, for me, made Star Wars feel fresh and new in a way that it hadn't and made me really excited about what was going to come next. And then I saw it again, actually, because my husband suggested that we see it again, which shocked me because... Yeah! He's... Yeah! So he's not a Star Wars fan. He would probably have nothing to do with Star Wars if it weren't for me, honestly. Like, he'll watch the movies 
Ashley, he'll fall asleep during most of them. He just <laughs> is not a fan and is kind of along for the ride with me. But like he liked that movie enough that he wanted to see it again. And then after I saw it for a second time, I just had so much to think about. Man, that's crazy now, thinking about that. Yeah, so I guess we'll we'll have episodes about this and talking about it, but I also went on, like, a whole journey with Kylo Ren. When I saw The Force Awakens, I absolutely hated him on a visceral level. Like, I had never experienced before. <laughs> Obviously, Darth Vader is the villain of the of not the sequel trilogy, the <laughs> original trilogy, but like I had never felt a true hatred for him, and I felt a true hatred for Kylo Ren. He killed Han Solo, he killed his father, he broke Han and Leia up, which was unacceptable to me, mm. to the point that my husband bought me like some stocking stuffer that had... Kylo Ren on it for Christmas that year and I was like how dare you purchase this for me and then (laughs) after The Last Jedi I just was like what happened why do I care about you and like what is happening to me right now and I really appreciate when that happens when I completely change my opinion of a character and become invested in them and I just think The Last Jedi was incredible for doing that yeah, yeah. So I definitely was not, <laughs> I was kind of baffled by your hatred, um, in part because I traditionally have very poor taste in guys. Like, if we're talking Ben Linus from Lost, the Hound from Game of Thrones, like, if you're a bit of a jerk, I'm into you. So, of course, Kyle Ren was like, hey, how's it going? Maybe we did talk about it a little bit, because I definitely remember you talking about how much, like, how strongly you felt about Han Solo's death. And I I remember, like, my response to that was like, but I I thought Chewie was going to die at that moment. And that, to me, was like, too much, too much. Yeah, it was, seeing you change your mind about it was fantastic. <laughs> Um, and also you have a much better taste in guys. And <laughs> I mean, we have had conversations where we realize, you know, he has the whole village killed. That was kind of a fun point or not. a fun, not a fun <laughs> point. Um, It was a fun point for us because we're like, no, he's not that bad. And then oh, why were we having that conversation? I was watching the force awakens. Yeah. And, I was texting you and we had like gotten to the point where we were trying to support and defend (laughs) Kylo Ren (laughs) and I was like texting you like well he's not that bad he really hasn't killed that many people and then we got to literally one of the first scenes of The Force Awakens (laughs) where he orders an entire village to be slaughtered. Yeah. Yes. Yes, However, happy. we'll talk about this in a lot more detail later. But yeah. this, I, it, before we move on, this did lead to very interesting, like telling of deaths in Star Wars. And who was more evil? Was it Anakin or was it Darth Vader? And yes, 
I feel like there needs to be Wait, better. Wait, Anakin or Darth Vader? Well, so we the thing I found was talking about how many people Anakin, like, as Anakin killed. And then okay. once he turned into Darth Vader, how many people he killed then. And granted, this is, like, on screen or, like, referenced in the movie Deaths. That was the article I found where I think we were trying to see, like, comparatively Kylo Ren versus Darth Vader. Darth right. Vader, but uh, that didn't exist. So, really, there should be a lot more body counts. But, yes. Yeah. So, suffice it to say, like, a lot of our conversation has been around Kylo Ren also, just because I honestly think he is the most interesting character that there's been in Star Wars. It, and I'm sure there are people that will say, like, well, there are book characters that are interesting, like, comic characters that are interesting. That's true. But as far as the movies, I would say he is for sure the most interesting, and he is just absolutely fascinating. So... A lot of our conversations have revolved around that. Yes. Yep. And Ray. Lots of Ray. So I am interested to know at this point in your fandom what you would say is your favorite thing or what you like the most about Star Wars. Oh, so it's a combination of two things. All right. I'm very interested in the dyad components with Kylo and Rey and the balancing of the force and kind of opening up this gray area, which is related to the other thing I really like about Star Wars is the complexity of the world. And granted, Star Wars, like Harry Potter, like Star Trek, opens itself up to a lot of logical questions that don't have logical answers. Um, we will not get into the physics or mechanics of Star Wars, yeah. honestly. Because so, I do have something to say on that. Yeah. I would totally come from the perspective that Star Wars is really not science fiction. Star yeah. Wars is really fantasy. Like, it's fantasy in space, which is crazy because I would not generally consider myself to be someone who is really into fantasy i would put you more in that category because like you love lord of the rings i cannot get into lord of the rings so it's weird in some respects that i love star wars so much but star wars doesn't care about those things like it doesn't care about physics it doesn't care about how things work technically so i know like my husband has a lot of issues yeah what happened in The Last Jedi with Holdo's maneuver and things that that broke Star Wars because it doesn't make any sense that that would happen. And honestly, I don't care. And I think there right. are people out there that do care, but I also think that Star Wars has never been a franchise that is trying to be scientifically accurate. Although that being said, they do put weird attention to detail in very specific things. Like, there are these, like, overriding huge questions about things that don't make sense, but then they're going to focus on this thing, which they can, like, definitely. Anyways, but, so, that actually provides me with very good framework and kind of explains why I do like Star Wars so much, is the fact that, like, the world is so, I like, I like urban fantasy, essentially. I like things that are a combination of multiple things. I love Firefly. I love the kind of discongruity between 
you have people who can travel in ships and, you know, go through hyperdrive. Wow. Hyperdrive? Hyperspace? I'm complaining things. But at the same time, you have Rey at the beginning of The Force Awakens scavenging. It's a lot, like, it's dirty. It's tacitile. It's very, like, imperfect. And I like that world. I like the fact, like, the opportunities it opens up. Playing KOTOR, I could really create my own path until KOTOR 1 forces you into things that you then regret. But the opportunities in the world are so fascinating to me. So I think a combination of that plus the fact that there's these interesting, like the opening of the force to not just be Skywalker and Palpatine and this like very fixed dichotomous Jedi Sith relationship. That was really interesting to me. And the fact that like, you know, you could be nobody and suddenly have these powers that allow you to like change the galaxy is a very compelling story. Of course, when you then don't turn out to be nobody, it's kind of disappointing. Anyways. Yeah, so I think what you said is super interesting. I think that is something that appeals to me, both of those things, about Star Wars. The fact Mm -hmm. that it is an imperfect world. Like, it's dirty. It's worn in. It really seems lived in, so it seems real. And I think... Part of what has always appealed to me about Star Wars is the fact that, at least to me, when you watch those movies, like, you are in that world. And I will never forget, even if we don't have the opportunity to experience this again, like, sitting down in a movie theater and having the theme start up and seeing the crawl and just knowing that I'm going on an adventure with these characters and I'm really entering this different world that seems so real and so fleshed out. And like, I really am being transported to this universe. That's always something that I really have loved about star Wars. And even as an adult, I feel that. Which is pretty magical. So is that your favorite thing or do you have other things that like really top the list? So that is one, but then also definitely, like I said, I have always been into mythology. I have to say, like, I haven't personally delved into Joseph Campbell, who I know obviously Mm. informed Star Wars to a really significant extent, which I should. But, I mean, just in general, like, I really think that that mythic under pinning is something that drew me to star wars and it's still something that i love about it i love the whole mythical aspect of the force and Mm -hmm. learning about the force and the possibilities of it how it works how people engage with it i just love that mystical aspect yeah and then i think the last kind of favorite thing about star wars is the fact that it really is a story about hope mm. and about persevering and about really fighting for what you know is right and fighting for those who are struggling. And that's a good point. Yeah. yeah I, I just, that's a big part of it for me is this hopeful feeling behind it all and, just focusing on people working together for the greater good. 
shows you that you can make a difference and you can affect change. Yeah. I no mean, matter you start who out you are. Yes. Yeah, start as a scavenger, start as a farmer. You know. Was Luke actually a farmer? Technically, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Right? Um, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're blowing up the Death Star and you are there, man. Like, go. So. Yeah, I mean, it's about believing in something beyond yourself. Like, yeah, it's still one of the most amazing and memorable moments, I guess, and not just for me, I'm sure, but for me personally, is that scene in A New Hope where Luke is standing and looking out on the twin sons on Tatooine and just yearning for something beyond his planet and for a larger purpose. And it's about finding that and growing beyond you know, what you thought you could be and yeah. becoming more than that. It's like Beauty and the Beast, little town. He's yearning for more than the little town, which probably explains as well why we love Yes, yes, exactly. So having talked about all this, like what inspired you to make this podcast? We should totally talk about that. And also we've given like little hints about what we're excited to discuss and what we will be discussing because it's happening. But um, is there anything else that you feel like everyone should know? Yeah, so there are a few reasons that I decided to start a podcast. And I mean, I think one of them was just that we have been talking about Star Wars so much. And I just feel like I have so much to say about Star Wars that I kind of have been keeping in not only for the past few years, but like for the past 20 plus years since I've been a Star Wars fan. That too. And there hasn't always felt like there's a place for that. So like I said, I really hadn't engaged with fandom, especially online all that much until the past few years and the sequel trilogy. And I actually started mm. listening to podcasts in general, probably around the time that The Force Awakens was coming out. And so I was interested to hear people's commentary and hear people's speculation. And I started to look up Star Wars podcasts. And honestly, most of them were hosted by men. Mm. Most of them were just men. There would be the occasional podcast where there were be a woman who was also a co-host but the more I listened to them the more I realized that I didn't necessarily relate to the way that they were looking at Star Wars and that's not to say that the way that anyone approaches Star Wars is wrong but you know there are those fans that are super into the ships and the mechanics and the mechanics of the world and that's just not me and as I mentioned earlier I also never really got into the extended universe and didn't have a ton of knowledge built up about what that looked like 
And I remember specifically that there was a podcast that I was listening to leading up to The Force Awakens when Disney announced that they were making everything in the old extended universe legends and making it non-canon. <laughs> and my reaction to it was like, oh, thank God, because I knew nothing about it and I wasn't invested in those stories. And mm-hmm. I understand that people were and it was disappointing for them, but... I just got to the point where what was being discussed on these podcasts was just not something that I could engage with. And then after The Last Jedi came out, it's no secret that that movie was controversial amongst the fan base. It was very divided. There are people to this day that absolutely hate The Last Jedi. Yep. And it got to the point with that discourse after a while where I literally had to just stop reading anything on the internet about star Wars because it was so contentious. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that sucked for someone who was invested in the sequel trilogy and wanted to be able to engage with others. And it honestly wasn't until after the last, not the last Jedi, after the rise of Skywalker came out that like, Obviously, I had a lot of thoughts about that, and I wanted to be able to engage with people and have a real conversation about it. And I have to give a shout-out to a few communities that I discovered. Honestly, like I wish I had discovered them a long time ago, but unfortunately, I just discovered them recently. And... I discovered them through watching Looking for Leia, which is a documentary that was created to really focus on female and non-binary fans of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I saw a preview of it at Disney World this past November, just like in their Star Wars launch bay. And it just was like what I had been waiting for and looking for literally all my life. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to find out when this is released. I need to watch it. And I watched it, I think shortly after rise of Skywalker came out and I was just like, Oh my God, there are other fans out there like me. (laughs) And there is a community of fans that understand my perspective. And it was just so eye-opening to me because to that point honestly like most of my knowledge of the Star Wars fandom was negative Mm -hmm. and through that documentary I discovered a Facebook group called Galactic Empire which I'm a member of and like I have said this (laughs) in posts on that Facebook group like I've literally been waiting for this group for my entire life and they have such civil discussions and like are so supportive of one another and it's amazing. And then through that community and also through looking for Leia, I found podcasts that are female led, including sky talkers, which I again, wish I had found much earlier than I did, but I have to just give a shout out to them and to other female led podcasts that honestly inspired me to start my own podcast and to feel like there is space 
for my voice and for my perspective. And I probably wouldn't have done this if I didn't encounter those communities. So like, I think my goals for this podcast are, again, just to be able to have a constructive conversation and to have fun with Star Wars. Like people have gotten so wrapped up in what's right or what's wrong about the Star Wars media that's come out over the past few years. And I think people are honestly forgetting to just enjoy Star Wars for what it is. And as I said in the intro, sometimes it's ridiculous and I completely recognize that, but I still love it and I can accept its flaws and still love it. And I'm just looking forward to be able to have a relaxed, fun discussion about Star Wars and to appreciate it. And I feel like that I've, I mean, I've encountered that just personally, like the amount of criticism I've heard about Ray seems completely disproportionate and misplaced. And yeah, that is, that's why I'm on this podcast. Like, let's talk about Ray. Like, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to be able to have a conversation without that kind of, I guess, trolling. It's not troll. I mean, yes, it is trolling, but also that kind of negativity, the kind of closed mindedness, the, the closed mindedness, I guess, is the biggest one. The framework of like who qualifies as a quality character and who doesn't is just, yeah. Yeah. And it's really interesting to kind of think about the two factions that there are because there are those fans that are original trilogy purists that only really care about that. But then now there are people that grew up with the prequels who really like the prequels and are really invested in those. So there are like two factions of people that are coming at the sequel trilogy the prequels have purists like people really like the prequels yeah is that a question <laughs> yes yeah yes, it is. so that is like a happen like newly happening i would say over the past few years is that there are people that maybe like the prequels were the first star wars movies that they saw well i mean that i mean technically I did see the earlier ones, but I was, like, of age. I mean, I was pretty much contemporaneous with the actor who played Anakin as a child, more or less. Like, I think he was, like, 10, right? 9, 10? Yeah, I'm not sure how old the actor actually was. He was supposed to be 9 in the movie. Yeah, but he was, like, slightly older. And I want to say, like, you know, as a 7th grader, which is kind of when I remember watching it, he was my age. Like, he was kind of cute. Um, Did not have that reaction at all. Yeah, so, like, right. something that we didn't even talk about, which we should... Yeah. ...is, like, the fact that our husbands literally, like, do not want to listen to us. I mean, so, Darth Brooks has been very supportive of this podcast, but I don't know how much of that is, like, actually altruistic. I mean, I'm sure a good portion of it is because he's my husband. I love him. But also, I've been talking about this with you and in conjunction with you for six months. Like, that's, yeah. that's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. 
handle like we should we should also mention that one of the reasons that we started discussing doing a podcast is because following the release of rise of skywalker loya and i literally had a two-month long text conversation like it was literally just continuous (laughs) over two months about star wars yeah and i had a lot of thoughts and feelings after rise of skywalker so many Uh, we will get into our discussions with other people about it but it got to the point where other people literally just didn't want to hear us talking about it anymore but we just wanted to talk about it so we talked about it with one another yes yeah and not only didn't want to talk about it weren't yeah we i i burned some bridges let's just say that there we can't talk about star wars anymore or i can't talk about star wars anymore with certain people like it's guaranteed to lead to a bad time so i don't intend to do it which is why i'm here and having a good time yeah, and I know, Loya, too, when we started talking about doing a podcast, there were certain subjects or certain focuses that you wanted to have on our discussions that i totally on board with, but do you want to just talk a little bit about the aspects of Star Wars that you're particularly interested in and that we'll be focusing on, especially in our first season? Yep. So this first season, we're going to be talking about gender and relationships because there's a lot to unpack in terms of the different relationships across the Star Wars movies and how equal, how acceptable those relationships are is very interesting. And I'm looking forward to talking about that because I have feelings and opinions. And it is, however good to know that we should keep it fun and as a Wookiee I am prone to very strong utterances and I will do my best to minimize those utterances in part because I can't do a proper Wookiee impression so but I will by the end of this by the end of this season be able to do a Wookiee impression and then when I get very passionate I'll just roar All right. Well, I will definitely hold you to that, and I will make sure Mm -hmm. that in our final episode of the season, I ask you to do your Wookiee roar. Yes. I promise not to cheat. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds just like Chewbacca. So weird. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it is a sleepover, so we are discussing, you know, what we are interested in and things that are just fascinating to us and maybe sometimes we'll delve really deeply into topics and get really serious because sometimes that happens when you're up late in our case you've been drinking (laughs) star wars themed cocktails cheers so (laughs) you know sometimes it might be lighter than others but i think at least my intention is, you know, not to get really into trivia or 
knowledge about specific things in the Star Wars universe. I think we're talking more about themes and about mm. relationships and characters. And that's what I'm really excited about in Star Wars. Yes. I'm with you 110%. I will never say that again. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess we'll close with just a couple more insights into how we engage with Star Wars. So I know I'm putting you on the spot, but just to get a sense of yourself as a Star Wars fan, who would you say is your favorite Star Wars character, at least right now, and who is one of your least favorites? Ray, hands down. Ray. Is your favorite. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Luke in the sequels is a close second. And also Kylo Ren and Finn. Love Finn. Um, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a good sense of how I how I operate. And then least favorite, Anakin, <laughs> hands down. Um, maybe just Anakin, like specifically Darth Vader. He's fine. Anakin. I do not like Anakin. And Yoda, honestly, is kind of down on my list. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I should like him more, but... Rewatching the original series, I really just want him to just <laughs> just be straightforward, like honesty and transparency. Yeah. Let's do this. I can understand that. And then uh, the Jedi Council in the prequels <laughs> is so frustrating. <sighs> yeah. We definitely will get into some discussion about the Jedi Council and the Jedi in general. I would say my favorite character, and this is like not really a competition, is Leia. God, I forgot Leia. Sorry. (laughs) How did Leia not make my top of the list? And Han Solo. Jeez. Chewbacca. All right. You should continue. (laughs) So, as I said, I watched Star Wars for the first time as a child and I just thought Leia was amazing like I wanted to be her I still want to be her I can only hope that I could be as awesome as Leia Mm -hmm. and it's honestly not an exaggeration to say that there have been times in my life where I've thought to myself like what would Leia do in this situation because she's just been through so much competent and she's so competent she's just so she's strong and she is able to meet every challenge that she faces and to go through some honestly extremely tragic circumstances but you know she doesn't lose her humanity she's still a very human and in some respects, flawed character, but like she honestly is inspirational to me. And especially getting to see her in the sequel trilogy and to see her just go through this evolution over the course of the films has been really awesome. And 
I will just always feel connected to her for being this strong female character that I got to meet as a little girl. I would say I also love Rey. I didn't expect to love her when I saw The Force Awakens for the first time. And she has become one of my favorite characters. We already talked about how I just think that Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is super fascinating. And then least favorite characters. I would have to say what comes to mind is Boba Fett. Mm. I just don't get the fascination with Boba Fett. Like, I know that when... Empire Strikes Back came out. He was kind of hyped up and he looks really cool. He is a man of few words and is, you know, just like a cool bounty hunter character. But I just think that he's overrated, (laughs) we'll say. Seconded. It's not even a Mandalorian, anyways. Right. I think the Mandalorian is much more interesting than Boba Fett. Also, I'm going to add one to my list, Poe. <laughs> yeah, I. you're right. I didn't mention Poe, but I also am not a Poe fan. I mean, not to detract from Oscar Isaac's... Is it Oscar? Yeah, Oscar Isaac, Isaac is great. Amazing. I love him in other things. Yes. But I hate him in this. So much hate. And I should throw in Rose to the top of my list, just so I make it clear where my loyalties lie. Rose all the way, man. Well, that is it for our very first show. Our intro and outro music is by Lobo Loco, and our segment break music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Twitter at SWSleepover and on Instagram at Star Wars Sleepover. Obviously, we are just getting started and we are learning as we go along. But if for some reason you really, really like us already and want to support us, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We will be back next week with a discussion of Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston. And I am really looking forward to delving into some discussion about Padme. Thanks for listening. And may the force be with you. I was working on my Wookiee sounds, though. (laughs) It kind of sounded like a porg. (laughs) What did it sound like? It sounded like a porg. (laughs) Nice. Actually, you're right, it did. (laughs) I can't really do it well.